Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. Uh, just silence. Just silence and then sensual moaning. It's mm. perfect to start a show. <laughs> mm. 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 <laughs> I just farted. Taking a shit. Welcome to Why Did We Ever Meet? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Wes. With me is uh, is uh, my wife. My wife. Ashley. Taking a shit. Hi. How are you? Oh, never mind. I was going to ask how you are, but you're taking a shit, I'm so I guess you're good. I'm pooping my pants. I'm pooping my pants right now. Pooping. Don't pop those peas so hard. Pooping my pants. Oh, God. You're just blowing out the audio. Uh, a couple ways you can support the show, because as always, we like to put our business in the front. Why do we do that? Oh, so we can party in that butt rate review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from and if you're curious where you can find our podcast there's a very easy solution to that visit jabroniu.com where you'll find us you'll find our feed that tells you you can find us on soundcloud stitcher apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, etc etc uh, as well as find all the other wonderful podcasts on our network, such as The Draft Pod, Biff Radio, Jabroni U Wrestling, who are going to be up to their buttholes in New Japan Cup. <laughs> buttholes. Daniel and Bonesaw do a great job. It's Those fucking tournaments are extensive and time-consuming, and they do a great job. Uh, you can also find Locals Barbershop, Flow & Tell, lots of good fucking shows on our network. And as always, please go rate, review, subscribe. Give us that Dave Meltzer five star. You can tell us it would have been better in the Tokyo Dome. Whatever you need to do. Uh, Now that, uh, oh, of course, well, shit, I must forgot our socials. Find us on Instagram at Why Do We Ever Meet. Find us on Twitter at WDWEM Podcast. And you can find us on TikTok at, I believe it's Why Did We Ever Meet. what are you doing? Why did we ever meet podcast on TikTok? Lots of videos up there. Sound so. up, you fucking loser. Yeah. If you are quite finished, <laughs> you friggin' ass. Uh-huh. Uh, wonderful guest this week. So I should preface by saying, like, whenever we have guests like this on, it's like with Scrump. Yeah. It's just like have, it's having family on. Absolutely. So it's effortless. And that's how this one was. It was more effort to try and have like a cohesive interview because it's friends, you know, it's your friends that you haven't seen in fucking ages. Uh, you were not on this one. I did not participate. Ashley got a migraine. I had a and migraine on Friday that has carried on. For a few days. Till, I mean, my head still hurts. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, 
hitting my head definitely. Hitting your head on the couch didn't help no, the other no, day. No, 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 no. But the migraine was really, really fucked you up. Oh, my God. Um, so, but regardless, whenever we have people like this on, it's uh, it, it's it's harder to stay on track I'm than sure. it is anything. Yeah. Um, I didn't g- think you guys, like, because I was just sitting here on the couch and i didn't think you guys like veered off like not too, too much. much or mm-hmm. anything like that no. like um no, it was i was trying to keep my composure but when i say composure i mean keep it on track but the reality is these are like i love these guys these so much that it uh our guests this week um are the founder uh are the uh founders uh, it was going to just be one, but we got both of them, which makes me even happier, uh, of the Cryptic Closet. If you're familiar with the Cryptic Closet, uh, they are uh, they're a uh, company that uh, makes designs and makes T-shirts, merchandise. They do, they do comic books. They have kinds of cool shit. Um, most famously, they're known for uh, their Fanny DeVito, <laughs> which is so hilarious. Um, which oh, I can tell you uh, is uh, exactly what you think it is. It's a fanny pack of Danny DeVito's head. And it is uh, every bit the wonderful thing you think it is. Yep. Um, but uh, our guests are the founders of the Cryptic Closet, uh, Vinny Malave and Moses Gibson. Uh, when Vinny – so I met these guys uh, several years ago. I think it was 2016 or 17. I think uh, you guys talked about it at a uh, at a horror convention um, where we were both vending. Uh, they had the cryptic closet there, and I ha- I was there helping out vinegar syndrome, which I often do in the Midwest. And uh, we talk about it on the show, but have been friends with them ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, I they are I stay I stay in contact with them. Uh, they had us out for the uh their their uh, pop up shop they did in Chicago, which was fantastic the horror house pop up shop and uh we, we screened powerbomb there and then uh the p w t p w t cast scrump and stank did a live show and uh cash and I were on that um but those guys are Vinny and Moses are uh their friends their family they're it's like it's like having a scrump on this is just mm-hmm spending time with people that we love and i genuinely love and appreciate these guys um the conversation kind of goes all over the place we talk about the cryptic closet we talk about the origins of it vinnie uh vinnie works uh, well they both work at uh pro wrestling tees uh but v- vinnie's been there uh that's where it kind of starts for him is you know i mean doing design and uh we get into all of that and the cryptic closet isn't just this there there's bigger there's bigger aspirations and moments for them coming and uh you guys are going to hear all about it on this episode. Uh make sure that you guys visit the crypticcloset.com uh to find uh find more of their merch. I can tell you because we have lots of it in this house that it is high quality stuff. These guys <laughs> take care of their customers. Mm-hmm. Um and you can find them if you want to get a good look at it, visit uh visit them on Instagram at the cryptic closet uh where you can see their Danhausen jacket, their you know dozens of different fucking t-shirt designs, and they're great designs. So, um, make sure you guys hit that up. Uh, but yeah, we we talk about all that and a little bit more. So uh, we got a double dose this week. Uh, I it was it was intended to have Vinny on. I should have figured there was no way Moses wasn't going to be there, <laughs> but 
Uh, but Moses jumped in too and just love these boys, loved having them on. And I think you guys are going to enjoy the conversation too. Um, before we wrap up, we, uh, we, it's going to be just so you guys know, it's going to be a pretty guest heavy month. Um, we've got some, we just fell into some really good opportunities. So you're going to see that the several, for the next several weeks, there's going to be guests on the show and, and they'll all be worth it. And this one is no exception. So make sure that uh, make sure you're subscribed to the show because uh, I'm telling you right now, there's some some names that are are definitely worth subscribing to our show and uh, and talking or listening to us speak with. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess uh, without further ado, do do do, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy this interview with Vinny Malave and Moses Gibson of The Cryptic Closet. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Also, Ashley, I hope your headache goes away. Thank you. It's better. I just keep getting like like little flashbacks. <laughs> well, uh, if, you, if you couldn't already tell, you, you've already heard the, the voice of our guest. Uh, he is a he is a graphic designer. He is a he is a business owner, specifically of the Cryptic Closet. He's a musician. He's a pun wordsmith. Uh, he's been known as the sexy vampire of the PWT shop, uh, but we know him as our friend Vinny. Vinny, how are you, man? I'm great, man. I think they only call me a vampire because I go to bed late. um so i had to save this for the beginning of the show because you have to know the conversation that scrump and i had over text message Uh so i was texting with him and i said you know what dude i'm a real shit friend because it occurred to me that in all the time we've been friends i've never bothered to properly ask you or to ask you how you properly say your last name and uh, I, I'm thinking I, he's going to know you before you ask, since you asked me that question, I got to ask you, give me your two guesses on how you would say it. I want to know. Well, I've always, uh, I've always assumed it to be either Malabe or Malave. Uh, you actually knocked it out of the park with the first one. I thought so. So, so Scrump replies back. Cause I go, I said, I, you know, I was pretty sure it was Malabe. And, and then I was like, then I got my own head. I was like, maybe I've been saying his last name wrong all this time. And he, he replied, he goes, dude, I'm a shit friend because I don't actually know which one's right either. <laughs> I was like, you work with him, dude. What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, usually people have, a, have trouble with, my full name's Vincenzo Malave, but that's just a fucking mouthfuck. Well, that's also like, like that is the most like mobster. Like, it, I mean, Vincenzo Malave, like you sound like you're there to collect money, man. I mean, you sound right. like. But then like, you oh, find oh. out the, the reality that <laughs> first off, my mom spelled Vincenzo wrong. So, so <laughs> there, there's an H in my name, but there's not supposed to be one. So oh. I'm like, the, I'm like the, the black girl whose name is Nicole, but there's an H in it. And you're just like, that doesn't belong there. I'm that Vincenzo. <laughs> Like, dude, I'm as I'm as Italian as like a fucking Italian chicken sandwich from Burger King. Like, you're you're the Gordon. 
You're like you're the Corky Romano of <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. And then but then you hear my name and you hear like fucking Italian music playing in the background. You're like, wow, this guy sounds sounds straight up authentic. Nah. This dude is this dude is Olive Garden Italian. I'm like Vinny. Vinny is as Italian as a pizza sauce from Lunchables. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically just ketchup with some bay leaves in it, man. You, you just basically sneeze in a in a big chunk of ketchup, and then that's it. Like, it's like that tang. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> um that's pretty indicative of the friendship that I've had with you over these few years where like, I feel like you're one of those friends that I've made that I just pick up right where I've left off. Yeah, absolutely. Every every time I see you. Um, So we, we met, we'll take this all the way back. You and I met at horror hound, right? Yeah. Horror hound, Ohio, Cincinnati. Yes. 2017. I want to say. I, yeah, it was, I believe it was 17 or 16. Yeah. And um, you were there with the cryptic closet mm-hmm. and I was there with vinegar syndrome. And uh, it was funny because we were coming in, uh, we were loading in and I saw the PWT's vehicle. Yep. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck is pro wrestling keys here? That's weird. And I asked uh, James from Vinegar Syndrome. He was like, I mean, they could be. He says, you know, it's a big show. Who knows? But I got there and I started looking. I was like, no, it's not around. It's not, it's not there. And then I think, did the conversation happen because I had that Bruiser Brody shirt on? Like, how did we end up in that conversation? It was Bruiser Brody, but then you stopped by the booth and you noticed that we got pins done by LaPelle, yeah. And that's right. was the connecting factor. Um, that's right. You said you were friends with Jonathan with JB. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. We just hit it off. Started talking about wrestling, horror, yep. fucking laughing our ass off all weekend, and it was just yep. like a bromance made in heaven. Right away. Right away. We were we were friends from from that point on, and you know it's been seeing each other at conventions. Uh, <clears throat> you know, like the you know being in Chicago for wrestling events. Uh, like the early stages of AEW. Um, what really sucks is the pandemic basically like kiboshed a bunch of hangouts that were going to be happening. Dude, <laughs> just put it, just fucking snoozed everything. We had so many, like, we had trips planned to Chicago. Where we were gonna, <laughs> like, the family was going to come out and get to see all you guys and hang out and all this. Had, Shows that we were going to be at, and just all fucking like leveled all of it. Yeah, dude. Um, quarantine, <coughs> COVID cock blocked a lot of my plans. So, dude, so I mean, going to do another one of your horror pop up shops? Yeah, that was the goal. So, you know, honestly, so I guess I can slightly mention on here. I had a couple things lined up, man. I was literally in the middle i had the contract and everything i I wrote out i got it signed um are you familiar with music box theater yes okay um i was in the middle of booking joe bob briggs to do a double feature at music box and then i was having the right before the double feature started it was going to be a one-on-one interview sit down interview with him and sven gooley and uh fuck dude i was so mad i that was like 
my little side passion project that I was so excited to kind of, you know, reveal and, and announce. And oh. then they just want the shit. And then Joe Bob, he's from fucking Texas, so he doesn't give a shit. He's like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it's when Gooley's in a and 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 you know in a bubble ball. Yeah. He's, yeah, I know, I know he's really taking it seriously and doesn't want to do anything to there's a vaccination, which I completely respect. Yeah, man. It's yeah. like trying to meet both ends. You know, like, I know Joe Bob. I, I'm trying to work on doing an event later this year, um, but it's literally just a matter of kind of playing it by ear, you know, because like music box doesn't know what their limitations will be towards the end of the summer. We can only be optimistic, but at the same time, I'm being optimistic, but expecting bad news, you know, because yeah. you just never really know. Like, I'd love to do that. I would love to do Riot Fest, which was another big thing I had lined up last year. Um, and yeah, man, like you said, just completely just like shit all over. It was like fucked everything. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it was it was it was a uh, pretty fucking this morning. I even dude, the first weekend when that happened, where everything was getting canceled. Yeah, yeah. I was literally getting out of the shower and getting ready to go to bump and mics. Dave Attell and Jeff Ross live. Oh really? And then I got can I got an email saying it was canceled. Oh my god! That's what broke my heart. Well, do you remember too the conversation? Like because Scrump was going to come out to horror house with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And we had all like we had that whole yeah. fucking thing planned because I was going to be there with Vinegar Syndrome, and then like I told Asha, I was like, Vinny and Moses are coming, and Scrump's coming. She and she was going to come down at least on Saturday with the kids because it was one of those things where it's like well shit we're all gonna like everyone's in ohio let's just all take the opportunity to hang out and it was coming closer and closer and i you know we were courtney and james and i were texting and it was like is this gonna this gonna happen and as soon as i saw that once the governor announced his restrictions in ohio i knew it was over yeah like as soon as he announced his restrictions i'm like they're not gonna fucking run this show there's no way they're gonna run it yeah and literally, like, I think it was that that same day is when they all started because they they didn't have a choice, you know. It was yeah. shutting everything down. I, I, I'm kind of glad you never told me that you had that planned, or you were in the works of planning that because the hearing it now is a little more hopeful that you can pull that off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I'd known at the time, I would have been heartbroken for you selfishly i would have been heartbroken for myself because i would have immediately been like what do you need i'll be there i'll help what do you want who do you need volunteers for or what do you need volunteers for just so i could witness the fucking joe bob and Svenguli conversation yeah, well, we, we um god damn dude i'm 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 helping i'm making that happen like uh, there's no way i'm not gonna make it happen i'm better you, where and when you you say the word we will be there to help volunteer with anything you need Cause that's, that's too fucking cool. In traditional cash mo- moves here, he's eating while we're talking too, which. Escape, cause uh, in the traditional household of Vinny Malave, I have Moses next to me and he's about to take a, a rip off. Where is Moses? There he is. Hey. What's Hi. up? Nice shirt. Come on. <laughs> hey, we're just, uh, I didn't even know you were sitting there. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I wasn't initially. I like, I, I didn't want to interrupt at first and I was like, oh, let me go like brush my teeth and look semi-presentable before i he wants to look presentable for the <laughs> podcast that's being recorded that, that will be audio only yeah Cash- I, th- I thought it was i thought it was 40 i thought you could smell his podcast <laughs> he, he, he brushed he, your teeth he, for nothing 
we asked him to we asked him to come sit in and he was like his hair was just huge and he goes all right hold on and it's literally just like bun and there's <laughs> that's charm. No effort for it. <laughs> so you guys know man we adore your family so much we man. love you guys man. for real we, we do like Can't package oh we, we, we i'm glad you guys <laughs> liked that <laughs> That was like, yeah. that was a combination of us and my mom. Like, let's, you, we know how you guys are working, how hard, how much time you guys put in over the holidays. And it was just like, let's just load them up with a bunch of junk just to like. Dude, it was amazing. Like, you know, no joke. That week, my stomach was like, it was a giant, um, you know, like the popcorn balls. Yes, that's my stomach look like. It was just your fucking mom popcorn. Yeah, no, that's addicting. I don't. I didn't. I was like, how is this so good? It's she has been fucking people's lives up for decades with that stuff. Really? Oh yeah, because she'll make it. She'll make these big batches, and they'll you know it'll be for somebody's event or whatever, and then they're obsessed with it. Then it's like that's crap. You, what? Yes, they're like, what is that? What did you? How did you do this? And and she always downplays it. Well, now it's become this thing where like people are like specifically like, I need your mom to make that caramel corn. Like the guy that owns the company I work for, he, he requests it. Like, what does she need? Does she need money? What do I have to do? And I'm like, no, she'll just fucking make it for you. See, I, I no, that, that was me. I had to, I had to get off my, my, I had to get myself two weeks before I brought it up to you. Cause I know I was going to sound like a fiend. <laughs> no, she's, she like, she's accustomed to it. And everywhere so- it, everyone that she makes it for, then it becomes like this lifeline. It it happens to us still. Like, <laughs> well, wait, hold on, time out. What are you eating? Cash? Yeah, Cash, I, what I, is it? Burrito? For a second, no, no, break no, down I, your I, shitty ass teenager food. Wait, because I, I just I thought, <laughs> like these things are okay separate. But like, this dude took a bite of a, of, oh. a or, of a Oreo. Now he's eating a burrito. Tell him what you're eating. Okay, so it's a ham and cheese roll up. And I oh, okay. Like four Oreos. Nice. So okay. it's like it's like a fruit roll up for adults, yeah. And then Oreos. But it's just what threw me off is you ate a piece of the cookie, then you went back to the roll up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh yeah, no, he's a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> they like they go through. He and his sister eat just just just. I mean, they're kids, so they grow shit. Yeah. But I'm particularly disgusted by this. Like this grosses me out. <laughs> a shitty tortilla and put shitty lunch meat and shitty cheese in it and they're just like yeah this is how we live and you're just gonna have to deal with it <laughs> he's like you should see my sandwich last time it was just a piece of bologna rolled up with cheese <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he, I, I he discovered bologna you're like i want bologna we we're like why, why would you want lunch? <laughs> that's Actually, a great question i mean yeah <laughs> my mom makes spam and before like People were like, dude, I keep getting spammed my email. And I'm just like, like when I was younger, I was just like, like the stuff that you get, like Puerto Rican shit that my mom makes? Like, no, 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 like spam. I was like, listen, I don't give a fuck about email spam. I'm all about that fried spam that's going to give me a heart attack when I'm 38. Yes, dude. Because that's like, if you look like, I, I mean, I don't know how many like, eat, like big Samoans you've been around. I went to college with one and he fucking lived off that shit. Yeah, no, that's that's part of their culture. I didn't yeah, even know dude. until recently, but they they really do like spam. Like yeah, the Polynesians yeah. in general, they're like they like make pineapple stuff with it. They do all kind of stuff with it, dude. War by that shit, man. Like, do you think there's any Samoan women named Spamela? 
There has to be. <laughs> there has to be. The S is silent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we need to get like. So let's start on. So, so we talked about how we met. So let's talk about the cryptic closet because you're both sitting here. Talk about how you how that came to be because you I mean you were working at Pro Wrestling Tees prior to right before you started it. Yeah, you know when when it started, it was you were new. It was a baby. Pro Wrestling Tees had just started. It was like he had Kevin Owens, the Bucks, like maybe yep. five wrestlers. So it was nowhere near where it is today. Um, so I was working on the one hour tea side and I was making t-shirts and okay. um, at that time, a few years before that, my main um, passion and goal was my band. Um, sure. We broke up and I left the burbs where I was at, came back to the city and um, started working, eventually started working at one hour teas where I'm at now. Yeah. And um I love t-shirts even before I started working there. I just, even when I had too many, I would still keep buying them. Yep. So when I started working there, I naturally just started designing stupid shit and then putting it on t-shirts. And, um, it got to the point where I would put, put stuff on shirts and my friends would ask me like, Oh, like, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? And then it just kind of motivated me to, um, start my own brand and then the whole idea of how i want to pursue it really came from just going to conventions you know yeah. from, from like going to flashback days of the dead and um just seeing the vendor room and seeing what people do and all this different stuff they had and you know when i would see t-shirt booths i'd see how their setup was and kind of you know take mental notes and yeah um sometimes i would look and i'm like i can do that i can do that you know mm-hmm. and um it was almost just like taking a gamble on yourself, you know, like you, 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 I started in 2016 in March. Yeah. Um, I knew that I wanted to, I had like eight or nine designs. I knew I wanted to do flashback weekend. So I bought a table. Um, I bought a bunch of business cards and I bought Moses business cards to do the show with me. Okay. And that was our first show was flashback weekend of 2016. And then that kind of started it all. Who was there? Uh, at that show like what was the big like I'm trying to think of horror in 2016 what would have been Wes Craven Scream uh, yes. Wes Craven had just died and it was a Scream reunion so okay. Nev Campbell was there uh, Matthew Lillard cool. was there they did all that stuff okay okay oh, right. my shirt. trying to trying to like find the trajectory of like uh, of what was going on I try to remember like what were the what was the peak shit that year at the conventions and Oh, I smoked too much weed. Dude. I'm just like, uh, I didn't have a stomach ache that week. I had to take a shit at one point. <laughs> no, but Neff Campbell is the was like the biggest guest of that year. Yeah, it was okay. for this She okay. never really did conventions like that before, right? That yeah. was when that started for her, right? That oh, around yeah. one of the first ones, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she really didn't. Wait, hold on. Um, yeah. So we did that, and then I honestly don't remember which show was the next one. Okay. Um, but that kind of started all. I just knew that I wanted to do something creative again. Cause after music, I just kind of threw that side on the back burner and yeah. doing the cryptic closet was like, honestly, the closest thing to me having that, um, that passion again. And like that, that spark, yeah. Um, yeah. everything else kind of felt, um, 
it kind of played it felt like it was a second place compared to my music and then this was the first time that i was genuinely excited again i was driven and i was like actually kind of contemplating my future and how it's all gonna pan out you know right so you so what was the first design that you were like okay this is gonna be the crypt this is where the cryptic closet takes off because i have some early cryptic closet shit here i would say probably alkaline trejo yeah that's the first thing I think of. That's yeah. yeah that's one of like Universal Killer uh, when I, when we first started out was that that one that yeah. one and, and the serial killer shirt was also really popular. Okay. Okay. Yep. That makes sense because I'm thinking like early on like that's the first thing I remember is the alkaline Trejo. Yeah, and then we had a Rob Zombie one. Oh, the glow in the it was glow cool. in the dark. It was really cool. Okay. Okay. And I remember you gave me <laughs> the Bret Hart. In bed, <laughs> so, dude. No joke. Funny story about that. That was a. I drew it out and I showed it to Ryan. I don't know where I was like, "Hey, man, I got a design for Bret Hart." Is right. Uh, I was like, "It's it's a cartoon." But here you go. And I showed him, and he just started laughing. And he's like, "This is we can't do this. Brett will never." I put this up on barbershop. Brett will never sign with us. No. I was like, "All right, all right." So then I put it away. I, and then years later, we got Brett on pro wrestling tees. And I show Ryan again. I'm like, hey, you think you pitch us some? Can we pitch it? He did. He fucking did. Dude, he showed it to Bret Hart. Bret Hart did not think it was funny. He didn't want it out of the shop. <laughs> but, no. you know, but in my head, I'm a stoner. I'm just like, listen, just the fact that that hit Brett's eyes was enough for me. Oh, dude, that's that's usually all it takes. Like, Yeah. For him to, to to know that he looked at it in disgust <laughs> makes my warm my heart warm, you know. Oh yeah, Dude, my bright heart. That that's the stoner part of my brain. As much as I love like like film, for example, like I've got all the all the auteurs. I've got it all out there. Anything you know, I I I dive into film. I overanalyze it. A fart joke is still. That's still going to be like, that's the pinnacle of comedy for me. Like yeah, yeah. someone shitting their pants, laugh for hours. Like, Always dude. Like, like I still look up videos with that fart spray. That's it. That's Liquid so ass. Funny. Oh man. I watch videos of that for like hours. Just people getting out of their car about to throw up and kill themselves because of the smell. I, so I get it. I'm, I'm the fucking 33 single looking up fart YouTube videos. There's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm just sitting there eating roll-ups. I'm 41 and married with kids, and I'm still like, <laughs> like last night I was sitting in the living room just watching. Like I've landed on fart TikTok, which is just like a lane of TikToks where everything is like farts. People, like you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, because um, it's him. Um, it's literally just like just people that have like like IBS and like they, it's like. A whole series of their videos is just about how they're constantly farting or shitting and that's 90 percent of my tiktok feed now <laughs> it's just... amazing dude i i well i mean i posted uh, my story a few weeks ago from tiktok but did you try asking alexa yet uh, the thing oh is yeah well, of course yeah the kids li- they live and die by alexa's farts yeah Oh yeah, I mean, I I found out Google has it too. Last yeah. night, I was with my friends, and he had Google. Google and he started yelling. He was like, "Hey Google, um, put on TV input." And I was like, "Hold on, hey Google, could you fart for me?" <laughs> and it farted. I was like, "Man, they're just all fucking trained well." 
AI, dude, they can do it. They can do it all, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, listen, these robots in the future may kill us, but they're gonna make me laugh my ass off. But if they're farting, I'm gonna fall for it. That'd be my request. Listen, robot, if you're gonna murder me and put stick a butter knife to my butthole and slice all the way up, just make sure you make fart noises as you do it. You split me in half. While could you call my friend Wes? He loves fart jokes. I want him to laugh with me (laughs) while we die. As I as I send to to hell. <laughs> so um that's the best sidetrack ever. So so cryptic closet starts to like you're like okay, this is I so you're finding your lane because in a sea of like horror t-shirts and designers like you have to find something that stands out because you guys know as well as I do. You go to those shows and it's like there's 85 different dudes who have, you know, the same black like white shirt. Yeah, there's there's so many like that. That's that's the other hardest part is that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to go there, and I didn't want to. For one, I didn't want to get in trouble with season this shit. Oh sure, yeah. But two, I wanted to offer something that was a little bit different. Okay. And yeah, my love for puns and stupid shit like that, I felt like I could incorporate that. Yeah. Um, and then when we did the alkaline trejo, it kind of went with the whole vibe of everything, and I was like, well, that's all music related. So like, yeah. it, why why just stick to just the horror? Like, it got to a point, man, where I just design what I like. Like, we released a La Bamba shirt, yeah, and that's not horror related at all. But guess what? That's one of my favorite movies of all fucking time. And I'm like, nobody's yep. there's nobody there's no filters, there's nobody to tell me what can be approved and what can't, you know. So it's like, we just at this point, whatever catches our interest, you know. There really wasn't any La Bamba shirts before that. Then all of a sudden, yeah. out of nowhere, Rucking Fountain released one like two two months later. But I was just like, you know, like you know, it's we we try to find an avenue that's not hit, um, and go for it. Like even the Fanny DeVito, that's been our our that thing took yeah. off. Dude. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, it happened. It happened during the pandemic, which is what yeah, like. Literally the weekend that right before we shut down was a uh, flash. I mean, a uh, C two E two weekend is when it started at Revolution, AEW Revolution. We were there, and our phone yeah, yeah, our phone just, just kept whole buzzing. Time, we didn't. I kept. Day. I was like, either some, either the girl that I'm talking to at at that moment was like really mad at me, or something's <laughs> going on. I check our my phone, and I got we got like Shopify, just fucking Shopify, Shopify, Shopify. Yeah, you know? and then the next day, I'm not really good at finding out where traffic and all that shit's going coming from right. so i hit up my um stupid michael and he's a uh, oh i'm on your show michael el stupido and um oh yeah i just assume everybody knows stupid michael <laughs> yeah, yeah he has to have a whole different gimmick for your show you know yeah. he can be a real businessman on here oh <laughs> um, and i asked him i was like yo dude i was like we're getting all these sales can you let me like where is this coming from like yeah could you see and he looked it up he's like uh, your Facebook promotion, your your post is it went viral, and I was like, "What?" And I looked, and it was like at eleven thousand shares and some shit. And oh, that's wild. Dude, then it, it went from that to just kept increasing to we got put on. This is why I'm broke. dot com. All yep. these people doing articles, and then like when things shut down, we were only originally planning to sell about a hundred of them. We bought yep. two hundred. Yeah, um, we ended up selling like over like close to seven hundred plus. Jesus. That's and me and Moses were fucking working like a sweatshop when when we were working from home. I'd do myself for Ryan. 
I'd go to the little uh, laundry room area where we have our, our press, and we just press fanny packs for hours at a time, ship them, and then schedule USPS pickup. And that we did that for like weeks and weeks and weeks until we finally yeah. caught up. It, 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 it did. It took it took well over a month for us to get like current. It it, it was like wow, we've never had to work just to get current. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if, and, yeah. And the thing is, like, because like I, the way I knew that took off was I had friends like because we have plenty of mutuals between wrestling and horror. I had friends outside of both of those realms that sent a link to me of like, did you see this? And I was yeah. like, that's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> like when you, when you have those people that are like nowhere near those universes yeah, mm-hmm. that have seen that, like that's when you know, like, okay, this thing really took off and it was everywhere. Like yeah, it went from like, I remember when you, I remember you saying you were going to do it and it went going from that to like the Fanny DeVito is on blogs and people's websites and shit. It was all over <laughs> Twitter. Like, I, what is that like? Like, what what it what is it like to have something just like explode like that? Well, uh, that's dude. That was the first one that really exploded like that. Um, yeah. It, first off, I want to thank uh, my favorite female. That isn't my mother. Her name is Marijuana. She's the reason why I think these stupid ass fucking jokes. And I kept telling people like my Fanny DeVito idea and everybody would laugh and they're just like, dude, you got to do that. And then found a way to make it happen. And then it took a while. Like we released it in August of 2019. And we did pretty good. It was like, it was, it was catching a little bit of fire, but it was like yeah. only reaching my, my friends and like our circle, yeah. you know, like, at that point, I didn't really know. I wasn't really good at at, at expanding um, the promotion and, and yeah. the way it was being advertised. And then it took like almost six months for things to really spark. Because um, the only thing I did different was I had did a Facebook promotion, and I targeted "It's Always Sunny" fans. Okay. And um, <clears throat> once I did that, that's when we started seeing like results. Yeah. It was like honestly the most surreal feeling because we we've never got a payday like that. Like we, no, dude. I, I, I mean the, the amount of money we made was more than I make off in one year at pro wrestling teams. I don't doubt that at all. And, and then <laughs> in the game that you're in, it, it, it's kind of like, it, it's like drugs, dude. Like, now you're trying to or like or like being a, a huge pop star where you're like how do i write that song again right right pace that high again what's the next fucking what's the next tipping point of yeah, yeah like, i know it be going viral is so like because i do marketing for a living I, like i know all the analytics i know what like I know what you know. This is what people are looking at on LinkedIn. This is what they're looking at on TikTok. This is what they're looking at on Instagram. Da 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 da. I know all that shit. You can't predict what's going to catch fire. There's no formula, and that's what's always going to be interesting about the viral aspect of the internet, because none of like we can look at all of the data and analytics all fucking day. You made this because you thought it was funny, and then it was just like a brush fire, man. 
Yeah, it was just me being stubborn. I was like, I want to make this idea happen. It's so ridiculous that we got to do it just because, like, our shop is full of stupid, punny shit. So nothing felt more fitting than a fucking Fanny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. And plus, if you go to the horror cons, you can vouch that there aren't many people who have fanny packs at horror conventions. No, they don't. That's a wrestling thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it was like it was like a way for us to do something that would that that we know we can set ourselves apart from and be known for when we're at yeah. horror cons. You know, when people see us, they go, "Oh, that's a Fanny DeVito place." You know, like each place has like you know what you think of Western Evil, you think of serial killers. You, you know, like yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's different there's different brands that 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 make you think of you know certain themes well, like, or yeah, like what I associate like like rotten cotton. There's a good example. I associate rotten cotton with um, with the Italian stuff, the jazz ba- jazz uh, jazz balance stuff. Like that's what I associate. Like when I think of rotten cotton, I think of all the Fulci the Fulci live shirt, all that shit. Um, but then like, and you guys have seen this. The thing that always bothered me at, at especially at horror horror conventions is it, it's it's like the same thirty movies. It's never, there's very little like expanding off of that that track and it it's kind of a drag like like you'd mentioned like the la bamba shirt no one was fucking doing that mm-hmm. like no no one is no one is thinking in that context and that's that is the delineating factor and i think honestly that's why the fanny devito thing was so big because it was a it was a situation where you were thinking outside of the realm of like, well, like, yeah, I do these like horror pop culture puns, but like that one was right in front of people and they just weren't thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, and you're right. It's like, you know, there's so, like you said, there's, there's so many of like the standard movies, you know, like that's why we also did a drop dead Fred shirt, you know? Yes. Yeah. Because people don't talk enough about that film, you know? And just like, that, I think that's what I want to do a little bit more. Yeah, um, I want to start catering towards movies that are a little more obscure and like, shit. One day I might even do. Uh, I'm saying it here first. I might do just for shits and giggles, even if it sells one shirt. I don't give a fuck. Um, I might do a Kazam drop. Sure. Yeah. Like, and you th- okay? So, and, and here's I'm going to say this. I'm not just saying it because you because you two are my friends. I can say this from personal experience. Rucking Fotten. Cause I don't know the fuck their, their service is horrible. It's trash. No, I, I've had a couple good experiences with them. I've had a couple bad. I have a screen printed shirt. That's an insidious one. It was like <sighs> a black marble shirt with a purple screen print. <laughs> Looked amazing. Yep. Got it. And they picked the wrong Pantone. So the, sh- the print is darker than the shirt. So you oh, can't sure. even, this looks like a black shirt. It doesn't, yep. you can't see anything. Yeah, yep. I'm like, dude, I almost paid forty bucks for that, you know? Yep. yep. Like, I, like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want, I don't ever want to get to a point where we get like that because, I mean, whenever we have an issue, we've had issues. We're, we're, we're humans. So we've had, hey, I got the wrong size shirt, or hey, I got this. It's, you know, this, there's, there's this mark or some shit on it. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. always send them a new one or send, or send them an extra shirt, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Like I just like going that throwing a, you know, throwing a cryptic closet comic book or something, yep. just a little extra, you know, just because like, for one, I really appreciate every single person who does order off the cryptic closet, right. whether it's one right. time or continuously. And, um, 
I yeah. I think that's my issue with the aforementioned rucking Fotten was like you take you look at a company like that. That's a good example of a company like once they became like a hipster thing where like celebrities were buying the shirts. Fuck anyone else that buys his buys their shirts. You know, like you're you're down the line because I got to make sure so and so this influencer this this pop culture figure has their shirt right away. Like you sacrifice quality, you sacrifice customer service. Eventually, the floor is going to drop out from underneath of you. Mm-hmm. I bought I bought uh, I bought Ashley the Midsommar shirt. That shit took months to get here. Motherfucker, you're in the same town I'm in. We're both from Toledo. You aren't hit like that. Shit's that's ridiculous. That's unacceptable. And and this is like this predates the shit that's going on with the postal service. Like so, we're you know I mean we're ahead of that a bit. We're ahead of DeJoy being named the the postmaster general and you know deliberately dismantling shit. So that element of it where you like number one, you've been ahead of a lot of people on shirts. Because La Bamba, Drop Dead Fred, two prime examples. You had shirts before some of these other these other merch drop guys did. Yeah, well, I had, of, I had the 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 John Candy Candyman too. Yes, I got. Oh, I was dive bombing people because I I was seeing it get ripped off. So if I would see it on Twitter, I'd be like, "This isn't your design." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, know, I, I, I do the same shit, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like. It, the, in people's comments. I just go to crypticlosset.com. You'll find it there. Yep. Yep. I was doing the same thing. I was tagging cryptic closet and stuff because I was like, I'm not gonna let people steal that their design. This this is bullshit. No, um, I appreciate that. I remember once we did a show and there was a guy who had stickers and they were he was taking people's designs and he took um yeah, our buddy our buddy Erica from Atomic Cotton hit us up and she's like, Hey, I heard this guy selling stickers in my design. Yeah, and I went and I saw her TGIF. Thank God it's Friday with, with yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, and, uh, I, I know Erica, she's a she's a yeah, great she's person. Her designs are great. Her and Zach, they're both sweet. Oh yes. my god, love those people. Um, yeah. and I went up to the guy and I saw it and I was like, hey man, um, can I see these stickers? And he's like, yeah, I was like, he's like, um, they're, and then he told me the price, like thinking I was gonna buy one. And I was like, no, how many of these do you have? And he's like, oh, I have, and he showed me a sack. I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna take these. I just grabbed them out of his hand, and I was like, just because you know that this is in your artwork, right? And he got really red. And I was like, yeah, you can't just be taking shit. I was like, just, you know, my friend's the one who designed this. And she messaged me personally, and she wants me to confiscate all of these. And I took it, and I walked away. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I hate when people do that shit. Uh-huh. We, we've done the same thing at, uh, we go and, like, look at the bootleggers' tables to see who's selling bootleg Blu-rays of, of Vinegar Syndrome stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, <laughs> We got a booth over there. That's not, that's not <laughs> your movie. <laughs> um, and James, what do they say? They James is really good, at, and I I would presume everybody at Vinegar Syndrome has the same mentality he has about it. He's never shitty to people. He's always been very like they know. Like when you see somebody walk up from that company, the jig is up. You know, you're like you know that you're outed it's turning the it's turning the light on on the cockroaches it's like yeah it's like dude you're not there's no point in arguing because you're not in the right you know it exactly we're two you know we're two aisles over from you and you don't have the rights to any of this property and the same thing happened with uh this kid made uh demon wind enamel pins and um they were cool but like 
all he had to do was contact vinegar syndrome. That's you what know? I was gonna say. You could easily contact James. Like I, I told, I hit him, I hit him up once. I was like, "Yo, dude, can we do like a yeah, a, a frog comes to Helltown like shirt or something?" Like, yeah. I was like, "Hey, man, like shoot me what your idea is." Yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't uh, capture it as well as I wanted to, but like the fact that he was so receptive and he was just yeah. so down, you know, like my new side note. I'm not sure if he'll hear this, but I fucking love James, dude. He's the best. He's the best. I, there's so many of our Horicon friends that I miss so much. You guys, yes, yes. James, yep, Eric, yep. Zach, yep. Joe, you know. Um, nope. I, plug I, Gore, like, plug I, I completely agree. Vincent, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's um, like, this is, in the years that I've been friends with, with James, this is the longest he and Courtney and I have gone without spending time together. Like we're, cause that Courtney and I do shows with him throughout through the Midwest. Cause he's here and you know, like it, it's fun for us and it's, you know, it helps him. It takes some of the pressure off of him, but like that community that comes from those, like it's the same thing with wrestling. It is the same. Yeah, thing yeah, you, you, you can, I, I'm thankful and I'm extremely grateful to say that the friends that I've made in the horror community they're all fucking great people yeah and you know what we said i mentioned this last time when we were doing horror house but when we do horror house too james and courtney have to both show up yes yeah yeah because that was um i i will say i'm really i'm really happy that before this this whole pandemic happened we got to do the first horror house i'm glad you got to do it too because it was Mm -hmm. awesome because i just enjoyed being able to hang out with my friends for all those days in a row because I'm a selfish motherfucker. He, he and I had like, that was a great weekend. Like we had such a good time. And, and that's what I want to do. I want to, so my goal is I want to do events like that. I want to do more <laughs> shit like that. And I want to be vendor based. Like I, I will have celebrities. I'll have wrestlers, sure. you know, I'll wrestle or two, but like there's so many, you realize how much of the backbone and heart of cons that vendors really are. Uh-huh. You know, when you like you take vendors out of any convention that's coming up and then yeah. tell me how exciting it is. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you take the all the vendors that I've ever seen a room and you just leave the celebrities. Tell me how enticing that really is. Right. Right. It, it might be, yeah. If you're a fan, you're gonna go, you wanna get it get it signed. But then after that, then what? And you're just like aimlessly wandering around hoping that you're gonna see one of your favorite actors taking a piss and get you know, like <laughs> that's the thing. Like if you're one of those autograph people, you know, that's the dream. But most people are going there for, for merch, number one. Number two, they're going for community, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they want to feel a part of something, and they want to be connected. Because we see, look, like, that's how we built a friendship with you guys. And then it was like, oh, shit, well, we know so-and-so as well. And then realize, like, oh, shit, we, we know a bunch of the same people. And it, you know, it was a whole connective tissue thing. But that's how these things work. They're small communities. It's it's the same, you know, the same thing comes from music where like that's where punk rock helped build scenes and communities of of bands that were, you know, we're all from this area. We play these clubs together where, you know, you're building these networks and it's all happening under, you know, under the radar of like these major corporate events. These are specialized things that people look forward to. Like you you've seen you guys have seen as well as I have. There are people whose lives are like, it's just, their lives are just the time in between going to a con of some sort. Right, right. Yeah. I know. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like you found your community, 
you found your your world and and you're you're grateful to be a part of it it's you find a community it's it's awesome yeah and it's like i don't know i feel i it's nice when you feel at home when you're around those people you know right right and there's nothing more refreshing than going to a con and traveling to another state to go and you're like uh i don't know if i really feel like going to indianapolis and you show up and all of a sudden we see you there we're right. friends there then it just kind of turns the whole vibe around here it's like oh, man, yeah. i'm really excited for the weekend you know and yeah. it's like that's what i live for and the fact that that's been taken away from all of us i think that's been I've, one of the hardest that fucking horror hound i'm still like it it bugs me so much we were all going to be together i know <laughs> it was I, gonna know. Be awesome. I know it was gonna be a big ass party and we we're gonna be able yeah. to yeah. hang out from beginning of the day to the end of the day yep. and the next day yeah non-stop the whole weekend of just hanging out together oh god but we'll get that back i you know well there's coming. supposedly right now to my knowledge there's days of the dead in chicago and um are they gonna do it i believe it as of right now it's still going i don't know because last time they waited till like three weeks before to cancel it but well, we're on it. atlanta did i read that right yeah that happened that is happening um and i mean if we do it we're gonna have like the big uh clear plastic on front of our tables like, yeah yeah i mean yeah i i understand things are coming down but we're also not naive and dumb you know like i, I want to take any pre- precaution to make the people who are buying from us as well as ourselves feel safe yep um yep. but yeah i feel like this this adds a whole new dimension to cons because you have to find different ways to make people because that's the whole thing is people comfort is what comes first when people go to events you want to make sure they're comfortable, you know? Yes. Like, and I mean that not just like putting their ass on a cushion, but like you got to make them feel safe. You got to make them feel like you're taking protocols. Like when you, when you go to, when I go to a place or I go to a restaurant and it seems like they don't really give a shit about masks or any of that. I'm like, I feel very uneasy and I can't even enjoy myself. Nope. When I go to a place that really goes out of their way to make sure you have your mask. Hey, this is wiped down. We clean this. It just, yep. it, it almost like, I feel like I can breathe. I feel like I can actually enjoy myself. So I feel like that's the biggest crucial factor in this whole thing. Like, I don't know how days of the dead is going to handle it. I'm hoping that we go because regardless of whether conventions realize this or not, they're representing every single vendor there. So if, if, if you throw a shit event, it's going to make all of us look bad. Yeah. You know? So like, I, I guess I'm going, it's been long enough to where I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not huge on Days of the Dead. No, same, just same. for personal reasons. But like, we had this booked before the whole pandemic. Yep. And now it's just like, I just want to get my money back from making oh, it back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I can only go with, with positive, you know, expectations and hope for the best and hope that they're really going to try. Cause that's one of the reasons why I did a horror house. I was so tired of seeing people do things a certain way. <laughs> Um, and treat vendors a certain way that I was just like, why not just make the change that you want to see? I will say this horror house without question was the most, like it felt like something good was occurring. Yeah. That was the difference. Like when you go to horror hound, um, when you go to horror hound, it's a lot of people and you know, you're, you're, you're selling a lot of movies, you're selling a lot of t-shirts, you're making a lot of money, but it's, chaos like to go take a piss yeah yeah like, literally oh, i gotta i gotta pee but this is gonna be like a whole fucking <laughs> thing of like i gotta walk 10 yards 
but it's going to be 25 minutes to go there and come back. It's chaos. And I think, I think what you did with that gave people like the energy there and the vibe there was very positive. And yeah, that- it, felt, it felt like it felt very like, you know, it, was, it just felt like a room full of friends. But a lot of these people never met before. That was the crazy right. thing. Right? Like, yep. there were there were vendors just walking around and like mingling and talking to everybody. Yep. And it was just yep. like I remember the last day, Stephen Vince, uh, Stephen Vincent. Um, I love him. He brought a bunch of donuts for, for people. Like there were things that I had never seen at a convention where I was like, there's literally vendors buying donuts and shit for all the other vendors. Like it, it it just brought a smile to my face. Cause I'm like, that's what I want. I want that kind of positivity. I just want that. And there's just something about it that like, yeah, we're selling movies and t-shirts about murder and all this shit, but like, we're all fucking giant teddy bears. Yeah. Everybody's just like enjoying each other everybody just laughing oh, yeah. together and it was just like i i think birdo said it best um scrump was saying on his son's podcast like he had horror house withdrawals and that's how i felt it felt like a big party with my friends and i don't want anybody to leave or go back home what was funny too was i came that weekend knowing that i was probably going to get a phone call either while i was there or that monday that i was being laid off i remember you telling us that i remember that and and what that show was so beneficial because I got there and once being a, once we were there and a part of it, I was like, okay, life will work out. There are good people around me. There are good things happening in the world. Life will, will fix itself. And it did, but like Monday morning, I sure, sure as shit, dude, I, we get home Sunday. We're on the high of being there. My phone rings. (laughs) I remember remember you telling us that and you called, you you called us the next day and you told us the whole thing. Yep. Our heart broke for you, but you know what, man, you look, you look very happy. Oh yeah. And and it it looked like the timing of everything. It was all going to happen because, like, if it didn't happen then, you they probably would have treated you like shit during the pandemic, and you would have oh, been. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. So. And I ended up, you know, within a week having the best job I've ever had in my professional career. So, like, it worked out, and I, I really do. I'm not. This is not. I'm not speaking, <laughs> you know, with hyperbole. That the horror house had a huge effect on my mentality coming up, coming into that situation. Because I left an event where you let it, you know, you let us screen Powerbomb. Um, you know, we set up and vended for Vinegar Syndrome. We all got to, there was a community there. And like, you created a very positive environment in a time where like, look, man, the last few years has been shitty and divisive and negative. And you're going to cling to every positive moment you can when the right. world is on fire. And that was a positive moment for I told people like, look, he, what he did was like one of the best things that could have happened to the horror community, that mentality that you created that with and the vibe that existed within the horror house pop-up was the best, the best uh, attitude and mentality I've ever seen take place at a horror convention without question. That means a lot, man. Seriously. That's, that's overwhelming to hear. And that's, that's, that was a, that was a goal, man. I wanted my friends to make money, but I just wanted, them to have fun and i yeah, wanted yeah. i wanted to have a different vibe from a typical con yes and, and yeah and 
they're about commerce and I get that, you know, like it's, so, and if you do a million of them, you know, you look at companies like Synapse, they're at every, you know, you're at all these shows and after a while the travel sucks. Yeah. But you know what? That's, that was another charm of the whorehouse that I handpicked every vendor. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have open submissions. We're the first person to yep. send, yep. send this amount of money. You're in the show. Yep. Like that's great. And I got, that's the way to sell vendor booths. But for me, I want to make sure it was about quality, not quantity. And I don't want three or four companies selling the same shit. I I want it to be a good, like a smorgasbord of like just all the shit you can think of: prints, VHS yeah. tapes, fucking flasks, like you know, like Fairs, whatever, whatever, everything, you know. And um, dude, I, Night Cult, uh, their shirts, like yeah. hit it off with those guys. Like he has, like I've I've gotten him, I got him so many shirts from Night Cult, just like because he he does so much cool. You found people that were in these little pockets that I've been, you know, I've gotten, I've turned other friends on to like well, night cult's a great example. Like I was, I have like metalhead friends that I was like, you need to check this dude out. You're looking for, you know, whatever weird ass, cause I'm not a huge metal guy, but I know they are. I send them his links. Like go. Dude, they're, they're both really good guys. And yeah. I mean, even Amber who works with them, they're, they're all sweethearts. Like yeah. we love them all. Yeah. It, we suck and we don't really see them as often um as we want to we we yeah, kind of yeah. with the pandemic you know like you, it's can't really make any excuses but just like it, the, you can't though you can't see people it, uh-huh. it it's just it's it's impossible yeah there was a couple times we were supposed to get together but you know it's just it, the world's in a weird place right now but yeah, yeah, yeah. and i called i fucking love those guys they're they were so just uh, easy to work with and and just like ex- their excitement rubbed off on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I would talk to them about the show and yeah. they were, yeah. I think that was one of their first shows, if not their first show. Um, I, I think it was at least early on for him. I know, I, you know, and yeah, I, I want to say they didn't do a lot of shows and that was, uh, that was one of the, one of the first ones. Yeah. And they, they were super stoked about it. And it's just like, that's what I wanted. I just wanted a bunch of people who, who genuinely love, what they do yep yep like listen there's a guy from fucking um rock rebel yeah who who is known for walking around snapping pictures of people's fucking table and sending them cease and desist letters yep like that's not the kind of people i want in my shows like i don't want friends feeling unsafe i don't want any of my friends feeling like oh shit the moment i walk away this dude's gonna cinch on me like i wanted to eliminate all those negative aspects and just make it to where I'm like, based on my friends and how good of people these people are, yeah. I, I, I want to assume that our that we have a good um, judge of character, and that the people that we're bringing on the show is it, that we're not going to regret it later. And and the, and the vibe of uh, the vibe also, I think, in addition to that, you also had if you look at the designs and the choices, like you didn't like these people did unique stuff. Like Steven Vincent's a great example of somebody that oh, like that oh, guy is October the... Academy is sick. Every time no, he does no, a... that. Oh yeah. Steven. <laughs> yeah. No, t- first stoner moment. I thought you said Steven Moros. No. Yeah. Steven Vincent is even the stuff he's doing now. Have you seen, have you seen his newest drops? Yeah. yeah. The, the blueberry one was fire. You, you could tell he's like, he's like a uh, re-sparked some new ideas and he's yeah he's excited about it, which makes me excited. Like, I just can't wait to catch up with our buddies, even plug ugly. Um, yeah. they're, they're, I think they might be doing days of the dead next month too. So there's a chance right. we to see them. It, uh, it, and they're not, they're not the generic, like 
Like Steven doesn't just do run of the mill expected horror stuff. Night Cult, like I, there's no other place in the world that I could buy a fucking Pink Turns Blue and Town That Dreaded Sundown shirt, like in one place. Like nobody's doing that. Yeah. It, 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 you're setting, you're setting a different standard, but I think with the cryptic closet, you guys set a different standard. You didn't just do, it's not just Jason and Freddie and Leatherface and Chucky. It's, you know, it like the tall man, Batman design <laughs> is incredible. It, like, it's so simple, but so, so cool and different. That was another, um, was that a popular one? Another one that, yeah, yeah once that one came yeah. out, like, like, what's funny is, we my goal is i want to get our online presence up a little bit more i'm not sure. that good, but i really want to start pushing that but whenever we did cons we always had a really good reaction about that shirt that one um the ghost malone shirt sure he loves that shirt. <laughs> I wear it all the time. <laughs> like people love that shirt it's yeah that that's one at school that catches people we did, we did a we did a show at scarlet lane and oh okay yeah we set up and we did not know that that was going to be the biggest selling shirt that night. And I was just like, all right, like I the, see you, Deanna. The, uh, the Eddie, uh, what's the other, the Eddie shirt. That's another. another oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eddie Buster girl. So yeah. And that's another thing. It's like, I, I wanted to incorporate wrestling. Like, so here's a little bit of update. Um, I know on one of the last, uh, podcast i did with birdo i was talking about like my whole goal for storefront and all that yeah yeah i got yeah. a little bit of an update Good. and we um we have a friend of ours named alex frosto who is a amazingly talented barber okay and um the goal is to have a horror storefront slash barbershop that's fucking cool <laughs> it's gonna be set up uh the idea is to have it set up Cracker Barrel style, where you have to walk through the horror shop to get to the barber shop. That's cool. Um, and for one, it's just like it's two people going in on the idea, so it's it's half half yep. the cost yeah. of having you know yeah. the business. Yep. Two people who who are you know like we're all close friends and we all had that same passion. Um, three, how fucking rad would it be to just go get a haircut and also get a you know like you can get a haircut, get a, a fan sure. back, yeah, yeah, and a tall man t shirt all in one sitting, you yeah. know, picking collectibles or comics. Um, and it would be for the storefront. I want you know I'll be I'll be contacting a few of our our buddies like you know Western Evil and I call all them and yep. and carry some of their shit because yep. I yep. I want it to be like a little mini horribles you know like have horror figures, have horror comics, you know, um, a mixture of all the stuff that I think would be really cool to shop. Right. It just so happens that behind us is a really rad barbershop where you can get your hair done too, you know? And I feel like we're doubling the chances of bringing somebody in the door, you know, if not for one, then the other. And if for some reason there's people who are just going for the sole purpose of getting their hair cut. Yeah. While they're getting their hair cut and they're sitting in that chair, they're eyeing, you know, something in the shop or, Right. Yeah. You know, like I feel like it's a win-win for for both parties at that point. So. So with that in mind, like, what do you think? What do you think is driving like? Because we've seen the merch, like these merch drop guys, like every like, there seems to be like new ones every day. Yeah. What What do you think is is leading the charge on that? Where like these niche fan bases are now like it. 
it's this uh it, it's become a huge thing like what what do you think is dr- is the driving force behind that because you i mean you're in a you guys are definitely in a niche world in terms of like the crossover appeal between horror and wrestling like that's not too far out of the realm like with the way you're doing it what what do you think is is driving that why are there why is this such a big thing right now um you know i i, I think brand loyalty has always been a big thing but yeah. i think that now more than ever especially in the past year or so for one being cooped up in your house and having nothing but phone screens and seeing everything you follow in your face 24 7 does Correct. to you yeah like i've never ordered more things online than when i was going through lockdown yes you know? yeah um and it's easy to get sucked into the hole and also like when you I don't know. I, I, I think about the things that I love and I, I always order from and it's like, sometimes you do it just cause like, not only do you, re- when you really want something from that company, yeah. When you know that the person you're buying it from is a really good person or you, or you find out yeah. the good people. Yep. Then yep. it's like, you don't even think about it. Yes. Sometimes I will like something and I'm like, but the person who released it, I'm not sure if like, I don't really want to support that person. Yeah. So I, I don't get it, you know, like, and I mean, I, I think it's a mixture of that. Then sometimes people just put out really, really, really good shit, but then it gets yeah. it gets a little bit too much. It's almost like um, what what's really supposed to be special when you drop things? When you start doing it yeah. so much, it's almost yeah, like yeah. Yeah. you know, like you do all these flips, you do all these things, but what does it mean anything if you're not selling it? Yeah, like you, yeah. you got to yeah. sell it and kind of dra- you know drag it out a little bit longer. Sure. To, to 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 really get the story across, and I think that's the same thing that can that can you know transfer over to what we do it's like if you sell something and you give yourself maybe like two or three week break yeah. when you do your next drop people are gonna be like oh shit because you're not doing it every single day yeah 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 what you know? what is the uh who, who is the especially i would assume this probably came with the fanny devito thing um who is the most famous person that's bought something from you or like you found out like oh shit that person knows about our stuff that's a hard one. Well, Devin Sawa has an idle hand shirt, and I think that's fucking fantastic. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, talk about that. T- tell that. Tell well, that I so Joe from Twelve Gauge Gore, I sent him a, a idle hand shirt. Yeah. And he wore it, and he took a really cool photo. It was like him wearing the shirt, and he had his hand like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking rad. So I took it and I reshared it on the cryptic closet. And just for shits and giggles, I tagged um Devin Sala in it. And then he commented it and he just wrote, uh, love this with the flames. And then I slid into his DMs. Oh like, yeah. 18 year old little girl. And I was like, hey Casper, could I say <laughs> and, uh, and dude, he responded a couple days later and he was super cool. I sent him the shit. He posted it, um, put on a story. Um he's worn it. Fucking Otis from WWE loves repping our shit. That's yeah. cool. I forgot about Otis wearing his yeah, in Florida. Dude, he is such a good dude. Such a good and wholesome guy. Like he we met him at Spooky Empire, Florida. Okay. Him and Drake Maverick. Really? And yeah. they're both hardcore horror fans. Yeah, oh, Otis bought stuff for his mom. Uh and then like there's pictures of him and his mom both wearing uh cryptic closet tees, and it's, it's just really cool to see that. that that's so cool. 
the, the the Devin Sawa <laughs> thing. <laughs> that was a big deal in here, like in our house. Because oh yeah, yeah. Cash was like, look, 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 and like, because my wife and uh, her brother, my brother-in-law, are massive fans of Vital Hands. So like that right away we were showing him like, like that's such a cool like that's gotta feel good like you guys see every you guys have seen every fucking wrestler on the planet at PWTs but like Devin Sawa wearing your shirt that's that's pretty yeah fun. Um, it was that's it was cool. yeah man between that we have uh who, who else is uh of course. Killer Cross, um, yeah, yeah, being there at the horror dude, house. Dude, and dude's uh, worn our shit before. I've, and then I remember the first time I ever marked out. It was a, uh, well, the first two times I had one where Matthew Lillard at her first show, he bought. We made a, a you know, the Stephen King rules shirt. Yeah, we did one, but it said West Craven rules for, for the Scream weekend. Okay, and nice. He saw it, and he's like. I need this. Like, like, no, no. He saw it on somebody who he sold it to. And, and I guess he told him, he's like, I need that shirt. And so then those people came back to our booth and was like, Hey, uh, Matthew Lillard really likes your shirt. And I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, well, why don't you tell Matthew Lillard if he wants to come to my booth, I'll give him a free shirt. And dude, he had a huge line, so he couldn't do shit. And yeah. then like, yeah, he's, they came back after telling him that and they're like, yeah, he's, he's, he has a long line, so he can't really move anywhere. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, hold on. So, I grab a shirt and I walk with them to his booth and I give him the t-shirt. He gives me a hug, says thank you. Oh, he's such a nice human take, being. Yeah, take a photo and then, literally, walks back after he finishes his line wearing the t-shirt, and <laughs> he's wearing it to the scream screening that's happening that night. Oh, and that's cool. The coolest part is that so. The next day, it was that Sunday, it was last day of the con, and I guess the people who were working, the flashback volunteers, they were able to go and meet Nev Campbell, and it was it was like 20 minutes before the floor opened up to the public, and they were going to open, oh, and we wow. were sitting there, and I was like, fuck, I'm like, I'm not a volunteer, but I was like, you know what, I wonder if I can dump in mine and give her, like, give her something, you know, so I, I grabbed the West Craven Rules t-shirt, and I walked over there, and they were they were gonna kick me out, but then I told them I was like, "Hey, I just want to give her this. I'm not trying to get a picture or anything." Yeah. Um, and I gave her the shirt, and she was like, "The first thing she said, she was like, did, oh, did did Matthew tell you?'" And I was like, "No." She's like, "I saw him wearing the shirt last night. And I told him I needed one." <laughs> I, was like, I had. I was like, I honestly had no fucking clue. I was like, I just wanted to come and give you that, and she's like, "Thank you so much." She's like, "Do you want an autograph or something?" I was like, "Uh." No, but I mean, if you if, if you get a chance, my booth's over there. We have like a like a like a, a banner a banner that I'd love for you to sign. And she's like, "All right, let's go." And I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, like, immediately, she, she she got up out of her chair and her security walked her to my booth. And my friend George and Moses were at the at the table. And oh my god! Good to shit when he comes back. Yeah, right. yeah. We both were just like, "What?" Because <laughs> they see me just turn the corner with and my buddy George. He tells me he, he told me the story. He's like. He's like, I swear to God, dude, I was sitting at the table with Moses, and I see you turning the corner with the biggest fucking smirk on your face. He's like, either this dude just got blown from Nev Campbell, or I don't know. He's like, and then all of a sudden, I see Nev Campbell behind you, and I was like, what the fuck? 
Dude, and she came up and she took a picture with us. She signed the banner and she was the biggest oh, sweetheart. Oh man. And she she was like, Oh yeah, I can't wait to wear this shirt. And I'm like, moments like that. That was our first con. First like, con okay. ever. We're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're we need to keep this is it. what we're gonna do. We're gonna yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. I literally changed my my major like the day before I started school. Uh, to from from um, I was going to get into criminal justice, and I literally last minute was like, "Oh no, we're doing this," and I changed it to marketing. Really? So, yeah, like literally the day before classes started. I don't know how I was able to fit all the slots in, but it it worked. That's so cool. God, that's good. see, that's but that's what it's. That's where this whole niche thing, as big as Nev Campbell is, and like Matthew Lillard. Who, by the way, uh, if you didn't watch the the Twin Peaks, the limited series return from a few years ago, yeah. he's in it and he's really good. Um, uh, but um, you have somebody as big as Nev Campbell who still feels connected to uh, every, like, feels connected to our community. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, she still feels a connection to like. I need that because that's, you know, Wes Craven was, Wes my, guy, was my career. You yeah. Know? She's like, he's like the dad of my fucking. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's something she's going to be able to have for the rest of her life. The idea that like Wes Craven, I was cast in this movie. And as a result, like there's this whole world of people, this whole community of people that like we're, horror fans are ride or die with people, man. Yeah. I know. Yeah, hell yeah. I that's, know. that's one of the best parts about it is that like when they love you, it's like an unconditional. It's yeah. like it will never stop. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and that's unless you're Joy Ryan, right? I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Interest, but that's yeah, right. Re- well, and and seeing that too, like that's a good example. Like with wrestling, how like how many people we've lost to just being like not because they died, just because they're pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, like dude, Joy Ryan does not stop, and he needs to. Like, just go be a mailman or something. Like, just you're fucking 40-something years old. Walk away. Yeah, just stop. You're like, you're embarrassing yourself? Like, it's just the point where I, I, it's, it is cringy. Like, and I understand that, that he's losing a lot of money because of the, you know, the income that was going, but it's like, dude, who? You did that to yourself. And I don't know, he's like doing the whole Christian thing, but like, it just, something feels really, really off about the whole thing. It just, I had to unfollow him because. It's, it's, yeah, and it just felt like even going on this page, I had to unfollow him because it felt. I just had like this uneasy feeling of just like seeing his post. Yeah, you know, every time, even if he didn't post anything that was negative, I was just like, I don't really want to say anything from this guy. Yeah, I. So I do want to talk about that with the wrestling side of it because you, I mean, you've designed shirts for some, some of the you know some huge legends in wrestling, right? You've done design. What's that? King Mo from Men on a Mission. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you've you've been. Uh, I mean, you're you're responsible for for people that have like you have shit in, shirt. Yeah, you have shit in hot topic, right? Um, no, I, that's one of my goals. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure if any of you were there. Um, I'm I'm hopefully on my path, but uh, the Ramon shirt. Yeah, it's crossover. Yes, that's that's probably the one where a lot. That's my highest selling pro wrestling T-shirt, I believe. Is the is oh, the? No, actually, no, no, I take that back. My now my highest uh, is Brody the Brody Lee. shirt that I had done. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, there was like a whole bunch of them that sold um, when the whole tribute thing um, happened. Um, before that, yeah, that one and the Ramones. Are... What was what was that like working there and seeing like seeing the the response to like one of the only one of the few names in wrestling that has a universally beloved reputation. It was beautiful yet infuriating because yeah. when you look at it depends on what side you look at because. The way AEW handled everything, the way they celebrated his death, it was it was a beautiful night, and it was it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I teared up watching the video in the end. Oh, you know? like, of course, I, <laughs> I teared up watching being the elite. You know, like I could, I it was hard. But then you watch and you see people that are in the wrestling community who um, shit on AEW and say all oh, they they over they're, they're exposing his death and and just trying to take you know take advantage of of his passing and stuff like that, that like gets me really upset. I'm just like, so gross. Yeah. It's just like, dude, do you realize we love a certain era of wrestling, but that era of wrestling or those eras yeah, would have been ruined by social media. If it existed. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's been the curse of like, if you, if we could take social media out of wrestling, wrestling would probably be so much better than it would. The past 20 years probably would have been way better. And we would, we would have enjoyed things for what they were and what not, you know, yes. Like yes. people, shit on things for what they aren't you know yeah, and like it's got yeah. to the point where you can literally have a great match and somebody be like yeah it was good but they should have ended it like this and it's like dude just shut the fuck up like uh, the the biggest issue i have like and this is just social media in general what's happened is everyone has a voice now and a large portion of the community in general shouldn't have a fucking voice is what we're finding out like turns out like your voice is being used to just being shitty and and that's not like if that's all you're using that platform for don't use it like and and you're watching like it's it's seeing somebody like you see a moment like that like brody brody lee's death shocked everybody and it you know all these companies all these major wrestling companies reacted very nicely i i think very positively i think they all did a good job making sure like hey we're gonna honor him and and honor his family and to still have people like find a way to be angry about it like i don't i just i don't know man well WWE, well they're only doing this because wb did this like dude can you stop like for one moment can you just like treat it as what it is they're respecting somebody who just passed unexpectedly yep. like somebody who's loved yeah it's not a, it's not a competition like this is, this is where the competition ends you know what i mean like right. Yep. But some people just can't see that. And then it's just like, it makes it frustrating. It's like, yo, you really think Amanda Huber was going to go on TV and allow all this stuff. Right. That she wanted to. Like, you know what I mean? Like they couldn't have a funeral. Right. They couldn't, they couldn't properly give him what he deserved. So that was their way of doing it. And it felt right because he's, he's dedicated his whole entire life to wrestling, you know? Yep. And yep. it's like, if you couldn't see the beauty in that, then you're just a shithead. That's it. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. And and to see, like, I mean, there had to be something cool about watching all those shirts come through and see how many people were, like, buying those shirts. Like, that's a, I think that's a really positive thing to, for you guys in, on that end to see, like, you guys. Yeah, are- it, was, it was awesome, dude. It, it was weeks and weeks. Like, that's that's how that's I found cool. out that I sold so many because I kept going to the back and every day I would leave, I'd see stacks of shirts. And I'd always keep seeing, like, a bunch of my Brodies. And I'm like, holy fuck, like. That's the only the only thing I wish 
is that he could have witnessed something like that for himself. Yep. You know, like yep. I feel yep. like he was literally just like right, right on the uh, on the cusp of, of of making that happen. Like he yep. was, he was there. He was main eventing, you know, a match with John Moxley, and it felt right. Yep. You know? in, in a very <laughs> short amount of time, he's very, very important to that company and their storylines. And and I think, I, I mean, that's a that's a credit to who he is as a performer, but also like a credit to like what he's in the sort of faith he instilled in people and what he did. And, and even, even right down to you guys, like seeing how many t-shirts were going out the door that were Brody Lee shirts or like some of the wrestlers that were donating their, their shirt money. Yeah. A lot of that knowing like, this is all because of him. That's all because of one guy, one guy did that. That's where, that's where the community thing. That's the, that's the positive side of these, these niche communities is we all pull together when so when somebody's down, everybody's gonna pull together and pick them back up. Right. Like it's yeah. just like stop worrying so much if you lean left or right or whatever the fuck. Just don't be a shitty person. Yes. You know? yes. Like yeah. And but then but then you you obviously start realizing that some of these motherfuckers' views of being shitty is like, well, being shitty is being like this race. Like you're just like, you know, like there, there's people who are just racist assholes and they yeah. think they're hell-bent on, on believing that their opinion is wholesome and right, you know? Yes. Everyone thinks they're right. That's the problem. And most people aren't right. <laughs> and a lot of it says most people are wrong, but they're still going to say it anyway. And I I think that that even in, like, in, even in these niche communities, like you guys have seen this too, like where like the horror community will, will, will everybody will be angry about one certain thing. Like, guys... A movie's coming out that is a new, fresh thing. It's not a remake. It's not a sequel. Get behind it. Be happy. It's new. I mean, people get pissed about everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that... Listen, the thing that got me really, like, my blood was boiling when I found out people were trying to cancel Eminem. (laughs) I I don't understand. I don't understand. That's your generation. Speak up. I didn't even know it was Okay. All right. Uh, And then then the lyrics they chose is from Love the Way You Lie. I was like, dude. Wow. I was like, wow. There's worse. There's literally songs about his mother. Like, listen to Kill You. It's called Kill You. Yeah, <laughs> you, you choose the lyric that says, "I'm tired to this bed, and set this house on fire." Yep, yep. Like mm-hmm. that's literally the lyric you choose. Like, if that's the case, you shouldn't listen to any of those other albums. Otherwise, you, you right. Might Some shady just... LP might just give you a heart attack and you'll just die immediately. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't go far than far enough back in the catalog. If that's, <laughs> that's like, I mean. listen, if the government couldn't cancel on them years ago, you're not going <laughs> to do it. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm for cancel culture if it's in the right ass- aspect. Like, I yeah. support what people are doing with Joy Ryan. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like that. But, like, when it comes to certain things where they're reaching, I'm like, listen, Eminem, is he going out? Is he, is he like, going on public TV and just, like, 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 like saying ignorant shit? No, he doesn't. Like, he's literally getting lost in his own music. That's yeah. his safe space. Don't yep. fuck with the music. Like, did he go and do these things? Is, is Kim alive and well? Is she with the man? She is. Yeah, it was just a song like no but what you say in a song shouldn't be a crime that's a form of art whether yeah. it's dark or not and it's just like the moment you start trying to cancel people for that it's yeah just like fuck yourself dude i i think i think another issue too is uh, we have to be honest about the fact that like cancel culture we like as much as people like decry cancel culture a lot of times it doesn't work 
Mel Gibson still gets jobs. Yeah. And he said some pretty heinous shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, so still, guys still working. So don't don't bitch to me about you know what I mean? Like nope. and it's always like that conservative lean of like, well, cancel culture, cancel culture is ruining everything. Holding people accountable is a, is just a standard we should live by. But the reality is no one's actually really held accountable if they're powerful enough. Right. That's but I, I also think like also we all fuck up. We all make yes, mistakes. Yes, yes. If you're here about your apology and trying to be better, we have to let people grow. Right. And it's like, I don't think it's like, it would be stupid. Like, let's say, let's say hypothetically, right? Take, take our friendship out of this equation. Yep. If I if I didn't like you or something, right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna find some shit about him. And I go back to yes. when you're when you go back to when you're 17 or 18. Right. And I try right. to expose you. It's like, even if what you did at 17 or 18 was fucked up, it's like, dude, you were a young kid. Like, yep. You, you're really gonna try to make this a big thing now? Like, you think as a grown man, this guy hasn't matured? You know what I mean? Like, and it's like when you start reaching back too far, yes, it yeah. starts making you look stupid you know i'm not mad at something that ariana grande said at 15 years old i'm sorry right right right. i'm not gonna be mad about that she was a kid like i i have to look at it from that perspective of like like he's 14 that's the like people in his class you know what i mean like i how could i be mad at somebody that did something really ignorant and stupid at 15 when i i have children i see i watch kids go through these growing pains of of learning the social the social norms and acceptabilities of the dumb shit you say will have consequences. So like just because somebody's a celebrity doesn't mean that I'm you know I want them beheaded because they said something stupid at 15. They just have to also have Twitter as a 15-year-old dipshit. But you know you know what's insane though is like half these people who want these guys fucking canceled these these like hardcore Karens and Kens. Yeah. They're also the ones who didn't give a shit when Trump said some of the most ignorant and oh, blatant absolutely. shit. Yes. Like, yeah. yo, like you you don't want to cancel that guy, right? You don't want to right. cancel the guy who's mocking a fucking handicapper. Man. That's, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. The, like calling Mexicans rapists. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like he's, a, he's a president. Like, why is that not a problem for you? Yeah. It's this selective superiority. It's this selective um, elitism that they accuse they 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 accuse people on the left and progressives of being you know the 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 Hollywood elite, motherfucker. You guys, Ted Cruz, the state is dying. There are people dying in Texas, and Ted Cruz packs up and goes to a fucking resort in Cancun. Don't no, talk and about then, and elite, then, motherfucker. And then he comes. Then he comes back, and then they decide they're gonna fucking open the place hundred percent. Like yep. that's literally yep. a death sentence. Like it's yeah. it's. And then he goes on stage at the CPAC and cracks a joke about it. Like, ha, ha, ha. but Cancun was better. People fucking died. Don't like it, this. This is that backward mentality that drives people further and further into the ground uh, underground of like, you know, I'm just going to stick to this nucleus because that part of the world, like instant negativity. And like, I know, dude, yeah, and, you and know, I, you know, this world, if this world had a Batman or if this world well, had, a, you know, if this world had a Superman. Yeah. All right. I believe if this, uh, if there was any chance of the U.S. becoming something good, yeah, would have yeah. Bernie Sanders as president right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I, it, I I also love the the uh, 
the mentality of the conservative, the conservatives who are like, uh, who are calling Biden like, calling him a radical socialist. He's barely a much? Like, he's so much more moderate than like most people in the cabinet. So I don't. Yes. It's like you think you think Biden is really right of oh, all people. <laughs> like it, like every time I see that, I'm like, okay, I can't even fucking take you seriously. You're gonna call that guy? You're calling that fucking guy? That guy who wrote crime bills that gave you know profit prisons a, a carte blanche to people? Like, no, fuck you. I'm. I this, but their news channel told them that, so their news channel's right. Yeah, that's the issue. Playing to their team, playing to the side. It's yep. like yep. that's that's yep. always a, a, that's a, such a human issue. This this tribalism. It's like, oh, well, we have to go for this team, even if that's they right. are wrong, even if we know they're wrong, even if they say such stupid stuff that it affects all of us. We're still gonna play to the side because screw those other guys. And it's like, like why? Right? Why right. do you have to be like? Why can't we just all be civil? Yes, we're all different. We're all gonna look at things differently. Why can't we just accept that and have conversations instead of just attacking somebody when they're when 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 that one thing you really really want them to be yep. set upon it's like anything else you, you guys could be like oh you know this is that but like you, you know there's always core issues that's like oh well you know yep. like you're people were you're, you're a stereotype yep and i i think too like well like just using this as an example like the two Vinny and moses you guys are walking down the street you have an encounter with the cops the two of you would have two vastly different straight up. Yeah. Completely different interactions with the police. And that is still existing. That mentality that, that they hold on to on that side of things that, um, that prevents them from stopping and going, Hey, maybe, maybe not everything's great for everybody. Maybe this make America great again thing. Maybe it was never great. And, Maybe we should seriously. It's like, and that's the other thing. It's like, how many people died unnecessarily this year that went viral? And a lot of them weren't even from like that. These these are occurrences that are only popping up now because that's what right? at least yeah. Like time reference. These people have been dead sometimes for like the last three, four, five, six years. Yes. Yep. You know. And yep. then there's yep. more people that have that died this year that you're not going to hear about until two, three, four years from now. It doesn't stop. It doesn't, it, it wasn't just this. It wasn't just what happened this, this past summer. That wasn't just a, a a freak set of circumstances that, you know, just all seemed to happen all at once. No, that was, that's been going on. Right. And the Trump administration exacerbated the issue, Mm -hmm. made it worse because they were, they were stoking the fires of divisive conversation and causing division. And, Basically, like, um, basically, I'll gave people that. I, I honestly feel like that administration gave racists and bigots a, the the get out of jail free card. I I honestly think it was like, yeah, go ahead, guys, say whatever you want, do whatever you want. This is America. I know, and then yeah. fucking Vin Diesel went and recorded an album. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, um, but it's, no, but it, like I, I agree though. Like exactly what you're saying. Fuck five finger death punch, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, um, I mean, I guess that that shows the the power of like like why we need to why it's important for us to really 
really think about who's going to be representing us as a whole, as the country, because the president, as that symbol, sets the precedent for pretty much everything within that set of circumstances in that country. So if we lose sight of that and we just kind of see it as, oh, well, it doesn't matter because, like, we're going to be fucked either way. That's that that kind of mentality is what allows, you know, something like this to happen. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, then, yeah, then you do have those, you know, those bigots and, and these people that, you know, crawled out of their their holes that come out and they're we like, all, oh, OK, we, green we, light. We technically yep. all came out of holes. Well, yeah. <laughs> In some form, you're right. I, think too, I do think, too, there's another aspect of it where you have um, been queefed out. <laughs> yeah, a lot of excess air. Yeah. <laughs> you have like you have this uh raging erection we stop right now i do um where uh we're, we 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 are all fighting each other they were able to get us to all fight against each other while they're destroying our lives yeah and making it all these uh, and making so much money and it and it takes us just going wait what are, what about them why aren't we fucking screaming at them? They're the they're they're they have us fighting against each other, each other, and they're stealing our money, dude. Do you remember when we needed masks and Trump had a whole bunch to give to our yep, country? Sure do. Yep. Said? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yep. nobody was mad about that. Nope. Nope. Oh, nope. not to buy masks. <laughs> made sure that he tipped off his billionaire friends to uh, to make sure they dumped investments and invested in other in PPE companies so they could get rich off of this. Like it's. They're so fucking cool, man. Yeah. Now, looking back, I really wish he would have got his head shaved in WrestleMania. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I, that maybe would have prevented him from getting elected. Uh, getting it, would have, it would have exposed uh, an aspect of him that uh, we would have actually seen, like how much of a fucking ghoul that guy actually is. Yeah, I, I, the timeline would have been changed. Set, I'm believing he has an asshole on his head. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's like a weird, it, it or like. Uh, or, or like we'll see like the lizard scales once you shave the hair off like you can see like the pulsing fucking exo exoskeleton brain um so, so like, we, we completely derailed that so i want to actually talk about your stuff so yeah going back to cryptic closet horror house talk about the comic book the comic okay book. well the inspiration for that was the fact that i always wondered what happened to Whoopi goldberg's eyebrows okay um so then I was like, oh, for sure. I kind of want to make a mystery. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... No, I mean, like, the comic was an idea of, for one, we have an amazing friend slash brother named Julio Guerra, who okay. I met when I worked at the Squared Circle. Okay. And, um he had done shows and he had done comic cons and stuff. Okay. And he has, he's part owner of gorilla publishing who, who, who's the one publishing and releasing our comic. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a lot of stuff he was doing and it kind of sparked the idea of doing like, um, an anthology, kind of like a creep show style comic. Yeah. And I pitched it to him and I guess they had done a, a comic similar called lush where they all kind of teamed up and did a whole bunch of different stories and I guess it went really well because they sold out of all the comics. Okay. So pitched the idea, and the name just—it felt obviously it's it's people who love tales from the crypt. They're like, oh, yeah. you're you're picking a name. 
but it really wasn't purposely done. It just it just so happened that Tales from the Cryptic Closet, it just kind of had that flow. You oh, know? it does. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like we have – we take from like EC Comics and, sure. you know, Creepshow and all that and like we kind of make it our own with the artists that we have and we were able to – a really beautiful thing, man. Like the first comic was one of the coolest things to see, especially when we had the physical thing in our hand. Um, the second comic, we doubled up on stories, so we have even more. Um, yeah. And this time around, I actually wrote one of the stories, and I teamed with Bill Hallier, who is hey. the artist who did the cover and the back cover for the comic. That's um, great. And honestly, it's just a passion project for all of us. Like we, we do the Kickstarter to kind of help fund the comic, sure. and each year it's been more successful, you know, and um. We, we have the third one that we're currently trying to get lined up. Okay. Um, I'm going to have a zoom meeting next Sunday to kind of go through everything. Yeah. Um, but we have a really cool surprise for, for that one <laughs> that we're really stoked for. Nice. Um, and yeah, dude, it just, it just went from having the idea of doing a bunch of short stories to um, we all started doing it and realized we had so much fun doing it. Okay. And people took to it really well and supported and backed it. And Tales from the Trip to Closet 1 became the highest-selling comic for uh, Guerrilla Publishing. That's fantastic. Yeah. And this one, the book is twice as big. It's the matte super finish matte on finish it. on the comic. It's, dude, it's, it's a really gorgeous book. Um, it has, like, the old um, the old paper feel. Yeah. yeah. The, the texture, yeah. you know, like the 70 like kind of comics. Yeah. 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 Um, like, almost like the newspaper feel. Correct. Just like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, so we 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 um we went that route, and we have some more stuff lined up. We have the plush dolls too that we have available on our website. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cryptic Cre- uh, Creeper plush that uh awesome Bill Haley design. designed. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill's an amazing artist. We we have that's the thing. We're we're blessed in so many different aspects of our life between friends and people that we know. Like every person on the project, Ashley, um, Esper. We have Lisa yeah. Jones who did pinups for both. Um. Adam Farster, we have George Garza, uh, Josh, and uh, Nathan from yeah Charlotte Lane. Charlotte Lane, yeah. They're great dudes, and like Nate's always been a good dude, and like we just we just love having people on board. Same thing with the horror house. We want to have people on board that we just enjoyed that we got good vibes from, you know. Yes. Um, and that's just pretty much we kind of won it same thing with horror house like like yeah. with, with, for us me especially like i i kind of knew what i wanted to do and i pitched it to them and they kind of helped bring it to life because they had the experience of coming out with comic books and all that yep. i was very unfamiliar with it moses loves comic books yeah so this oh, was okay. this okay. that was kind of the passion project you know aspect of it is yeah i'm such a comic and we had talked about it. we were like well who who realistically has a branding that does clothing and like you know shit like who's gonna have a comic book why, why not do that like we yeah. can do that yeah, yeah we that, did. that's another thing that like i could say that we have that <clears throat> yeah a lot of these shirt companies and stuff don't have they don't have their own comic book too oh. you know? especially it we're, we just do things that appeal to us and it's like we're i think that makes it more fun like there's really no rules of what we do or what we want to do you know and we just kind of try shit out that's the best part about it is there aren't any rules like you guys can you guys can you've made you've set the cryptic closet up in a way where it it can be all things you know it can be all things to all people like 
the Fanny DeVito, the tall man and uh, the, and the comic book are all like these very distinct things, but they're all like, they're all under your umbrella and get, you know, adds to what makes the, the brand of the cryptic closet. So unique is no one finds it out of the realm of possibility that all those things came from you guys. Right. Right. And, and that's, I, that's that, I think that's exactly like even yeah. when the fanny packs went viral, we spent most of them, like a, a good chunk of the money yeah. ordering more stuff and do and buying more yeah. product. Like that's how we got the, things. yeah. That's how we got the Dan Housen jackets, you know. Um, they're all custom fitted and have the crypto closet tag on the inside. Like, I mean, it's just like at this point, we're just kind of seeing what sticks, and it's really hard to determine what and what does without doing these shows, right? That's what makes it really complicated. Like, yeah, we sell, we've we've sold a good amount online, but we have a lot, and we know that like we can really move them at shows, but right now, what? How did the Danhausen jacket come to be? Um, well, we I had can attest to it. Cash and I have them. They're fucking. They fit perfectly. They they look cool. Like they're just they're such cool. They're such cool jackets. How did they come to be? Thank you, dude. Glad um, you like them, man. Oh, we love so them. We, we love them. We bought those jackets. Yeah, and we wanted to do an exclusive release. We just didn't know what we wanted to put on it. Sure. And sure. I was in the middle. Like I, we were kicking around ideas, and then I thought in my head, I was like. They look varsity like why don't we get like chanel patches you know that'll be really fucking cool yeah i didn't know what to get and i was like i don't want to buy a whole bunch of ones that just say crypto closet because like th- that's one thing even pro wrestling tees like they miss like they, they can move shirts yeah. but they don't yeah. move their logo shirts as much or as their wrestler shirts yeah. so people aren't always going to want to buy a crypto closet unless it has like a character that they know they know on it yeah um and I work pretty close with Dan Housen. Like anytime he needs something for his pro wrestling piece page or anything, um, he'll personally message me and yeah. like uh, always look out for him in that aspect. I've designed a few things for him, um, got him on the crate and st- stuff like that. And um, he's he's always been super cool and like to work nice with him. Yeah. yeah, he was always really just easy to work with, and he was always like a just down and, and, and really, really, really cool. Like there's people you work with that you're just like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll for sure want to do business with that guy. Again. Right. Right. Um, or I for sure would design for somebody like that. Cause they seem, you know, grateful. Like I yeah. don't get paid for all my designs. But, um, he's always been just like a, a really cool, nice guy. And um, I thought I drew out an image of his face and I contacted a company who did the Chanel patches and they did like a mock-up of how it look. Yeah. And I showed it, I, I made a mock-up and I sent it to him and I was like, Hey man, what would you think about doing like a run of these blah, blah, blah. And he was like, let's do it. That's the beauty of indie wrestlers right now is that we could do these things and there's really yeah. no, no restrictions. Like now it's a little bit harder. Like we can't get killer cross on the third comic because he's not carrying cross. Yeah. We were lucky enough that we had, um, we had his permission and he agreed to, doing the comic before he got signed to nxt okay so he was able to do the second one but now it's like you know and it's just like we're, we're constantly looking for for new avenues and, and dan Housen also feels like it's fitting he's fitting for our oh, brand yeah right you know like it's the cryptic closet brand yeah yeah he oh, looks yeah. he looks he looks creepy he's funny and he's a wrestler like that's yes. all of our three things in one yes and it's just like 
he could have been honestly like if you would, if you guys had come out and been like, yeah, he's the actually he's going to be the mascot of the comic, wouldn't have batted an eye. Like just the, like the ideal person to to build something around, like make merch of. He just he fits all he ticks all the boxes, man. He's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What what do you make of of like a guy like him, he's a good example. Like you mentioned, like these indie wrestlers are like, they're all really truly in, in charge of their own domain right now. And what do you make of, of his guys like him and Effie and Alley Cat? Like, what do you make of their rise? Like what's what's the draw for, for them? Because you guys are seeing everybody from fucking Kurt Angle to- to, Well, to, well you know, Allie, Cat, Allie Cat's a badass. She's, she's tough as fuck and she's That's gorgeous. Funny. She's such a nice person too. Yeah, she's a sweetheart and she's fun. Um, she she definitely connects with the crowd. Like I, I've been at a show where she's um, performed, and yep. I've always enjoyed Ali Cad. Don't have a bad thing to say about her. Yep. Um, and I, same with Effie. Effie's a super cool dude. I love the gimmick. Yep. And yep. same with Danhausen, dude. You know, you know what's funny? I I told this to my friend. It's it's a little thing in my job. So. I do shirt submissions, right? Like that's one of my daily tasks. I'll go through all the shirt submissions that wrestlers, you know, put through to put on their page. I'll go through it, make sure the artwork's good, put it through. Um, And believe it or not, from doing that, doing this the past couple of years, I can see certain wrestlers grow because you can see just based on how many shirts are coming in and how many are being sold. Like you can see which wrestlers are really, doing it and dan Housen was one of them where i was seeing his shirt designs and i'm like these are fucking cool designs and then all of a sudden i see more and more stuff of him and i'm like holy shit this guy's blown up yeah. and then i'm seeing him live and then you you kind of experience it and then yeah. like you're there to doing a shirt design for him and then you're just like you know it's like you, you kind of see that so then when they finally get to that, that big stage yeah it's just like you know it's it's almost like watching your kid graduate <laughs> he Not was my kid but it's just like when you see somebody get that far it's like you watch them from the small stages all yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. We 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 watched him. We watched him with uh, in AIW in Cleveland. We watched him come up. He was in this faction called the Production, and he didn't really stand out. He kind of did, you know. He had kind of like like his move set kind of remind you of Balor, you know. He had this that vibe, and then like there's another there's another promotion around here called Old Wrestling, where they do like oh know, yeah, yeah like the old time. Stuff. Yes, and That's- we don't miss those shows. They only do a couple a year, and we never miss them. It is yeah. Like- um, when things open up, can I go with you? Because I would love Absolutely. to. You, you guys would love it. It's a blast. So he started doing the Dan has a gimmick, but he was doing it kind of playing it like Nosferatu. And so, like, he would come out, and he couldn't get in the ring because he was a vampire, and he wasn't. In- you couldn't invite him in, and it would be he would just keep circling the ring. And then the, eventually the ref would be like, what are you doing? And would invite him in. And the other ref would be like, no, you can't invite them in. And like, <laughs> that's where that's- we thought. That's where you're like, oh, that's it. He has something. The spark. Dude, like, that, like- that's amazing. I never saw that. That, that's, that would make me fall in love with the character alone. That's what did it for us because Ashley had not seen him as when he was doing the Donovan Danhausen. Cash and I had seen him. We got old wrestling. She sees that and she was crying, laughing. And she's like, he's amazing. And I was like, yeah, he is. I don't know why, what, what's going on? Like, why isn't he doing that anywhere else? It was after that thing where you started to see the wheels turn with him. 
And the character just like, and then it just fucking exploded, man. Like that dude's everywhere. It's got a shit in hot topic. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I uh, it blows oh, me yeah. away. It's amazing. Blows, um, so um, to kind of wrap this up, I want to know like, what do you guys have coming up? I know like we're seeing things sort of start to open up. You know, the pandemic is starting to. I mean, the, the, as the vaccine rolls out, the states are changing some of the restrictions. Unless you look at Mississippi, where apparently COVID doesn't fucking exist. So, uh, uh, I got my first dose on Thursday. Great, good. That's great, man. Um, so, what what is the plan for the cryptic closet going into 2021? <clears throat> um, right now, uh, it's been kind of a it's, slow start to 2021 sure um mostly because i'm just kind of gathering what the game plan is i have a have a shirt i plan on releasing in the next week or so okay um, yeah. I'll, I'll just give the exclusive i was going to just post oh it. shit okay cool uh, do you like ghost the band yeah okay well it's it's a uh, patrick swayze with the ghost makeup <laughs> um that is the most Vinny fucking <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's going to be our next release. And then um, we might have something really cool in the works with <clears throat> Stephen Loro's Holiday. Oh, okay. Like okay. Um, we will be working together and doing okay. some cool shit together. And you'll see a side of Stephen Loro's who uh, we've never seen. Not used to seeing and from Gutter Garbs and all that. Um, okay so that we some really cool shit we'll be announcing for tales from the cryptic closet three great great great. um and then yeah i mean once we do more shows there's a couple things we want to do we want to possibly start looking into button-up shirts um start looking into more different like embroidered stuff no like a like a button-up uh kind of like middle beyond uh yep we actually got one, a sample made with our Killer Clowns from Outer Space uh, pattern yep, that's yep. on the leggings. Yep. Um, it came out cool, but we're, we're just looking for a different, looking for the right material. Yep. Something that we're really happy with. So we're still, right. you okay. know, shopping around until we find that place. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of winging it, man. We, we just want to continue to do things that kind of excite us. And um, really, for 2021, it's just putting out items I'm, Thinking about putting out a George Costanza fanny pack, because um, he has the same hair, and it'd be easy. Uh, and thanks to Stank, he was, he was like, "You should consider doing it." And I was like, "Yeah, I really would it be a Costanza pack?" Yeah, that's what. It, I mean that that seems like Costanza. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there's yeah. no there's no puns I could think of for it, but I was just like, "You just see it, and it'll look cool." Yeah, it's it's. It's the Costanza pack. It's George Costanza's face. <laughs> like, right. Then put like a Seinfeld related pin inside the fanny pack. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I, um what uh I mean, and obviously uh I mean assuming we hit a point where conventions do pick up, I would assume you guys probably get back on the, the show circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be doing more shows and then just really getting everything lined up and um, getting everything prepared, hoping to um, have that retail shop by um, 2022 summer fall. That's so awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. That's that, I I really think that will that would pop off. Thanks, man. Well, if we have if when that happens, we want a a little vinegar syndrome section to have. I'm sure they will. That 
they're definitely going to be down for that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so where uh, where can people find you guys online? Where's the best place best place for them to contact you? Um, only fans. I I have a page. For- <laughs> 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 I I um I read Dr. Seuss racist books with and I turn the pages with my feet. Very niche. Uh, there's, there's no there's no nudity or anything. Very niche. <laughs> yeah, it's it's niche. And then I do ukulele. <laughs> <That was> good- <laughs> Never mind. Um, hey Ash. Yeah. It's Cash. Cash's girlfriend. Uh, mom is picking him up. So the fucking oh, loses their mind apparently so um it's okay um no you can find us on the cryptic closet on instagram yep um, same thing on facebook just okay. cryptic closet on twitter um my personal one is Vinny malave and then moses 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 gibson dot 314 yeah uh, instagram is moses dot gibson 314 um <laughs> twitter uh M- at mfg 314 and um i i think that about covers it yeah that's pretty much it but um I would say our we're heavily on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would probably steer people towards that. Where you guys, most of us on Instagram, and you guys is design. They can see the the artwork and and that sort of stuff there on Instagram as well. Yeah, or you can check out my Vinstagram. Your Vince. <laughs> you just never stop, do you? It's always it's always a pun. So <laughs> pun 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 pun. Yeah, dude. It's thank you thank you for having us, man. Dude, it's, it, it was guys, yeah, any. Anytime you want to come promote shit, any of that, and like you're you're always welcome here. I I can tell people because we have a lot of cryptic closet stuff in this house. Uh, everybody's got some some sort of cryptic closet shirt on them at any given time. The pins, everything. You guys make quality stuff. You make stuff that stands out in a sea of horror shirts. You're making unique designs, and uh, and the customer service is is quality. You take care of the people that are buying from you because you appreciate the people that are buying. And that's what- I did. I did block a guy who annoyed the shit out of me and I canceled his order. Well, <laughs> well I have a little Ryan Barkin in me from pro wrestling tees. <laughs> I mean, Ryan does, Ryan does sort of stoke that fire in all of you guys, as I've noticed, like you, yeah. you guys all have a little bit of that in you where it's like, no, oh, fuck you. You're blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Uh, once, once you hit the stop button, I'll tell you a little scoop for Tales. Deal. Deal. Okay. Well, uh, guys, we'll have their, we'll have all their contact info uh, in the bio for, or the description for the show. Uh, in the meantime, we will talk to everybody next week. Yeah. And also onlyfans.com slash Seaman Seagull. <laughs> all right. You heard him. Visit onlyfans.com backslash Steven Seagull. All right. Yeah. Later, yeah. everybody. All right. I love you. I love you guys.